Hi everyone and welcome to Wise Woman Podcast number 13. In this episode we have Fern Olivia and we are chatting from Nosada, Costa Rica. In this episode we talk about kundalini yoga, leaving relationships where you are not being seen, living in Nosada, Costa Rica, thyroid health and yoga, mantra which is chanting, asana which is movement and breath. Fern speaks from a place of radical of radically showing up for herself and hopes that you do too. Please let us know what is trendy on your heart right now. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast number 13, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I am super pumped about today's guest. We have Fern Olivia, and she is the real deal. She's a goddess, fiercely passionate for embodying feminine grace and self-love and empowering all those who meet her to fall in love with a liberated, self-expressed life. Fern is an internationally recognized teacher, speaker, and wellness journalist, and she lives her dream life in Nosada, Costa Rica, where we are right now, where she teaches her thyroid yoga teacher training and personal retreats and has founded a luxury wellness concierge company, Nosada Wellness Guide. Hi, Fern. Hi, Erin. This is so fun. This is so fun. We're literally sitting across from each other in Nosada, Costa Rica. Which is so nice. It's amazing. I'm so happy that you found me through Mind Body Green and decided to live with me for a week. (laughs) Yes, yes. Fern and I, we both write for Mind Body Green and... I think like six months ago or a year ago or something, I followed Fern on Instagram. And then over time, I had this conference in San Jose. I wanted to come out here. And Fern, you make this life look so luxurious. And it is. And it is. It is. Tell us more. So I I don't know where, where I should begin. I mean, I years ago, eight years ago, I just showed you literally, I just showed you a picture of me working in finance back in 2013. And here I am six years later, no longer on Wall Street, no longer in a cubicle. I might turn on my computer maybe once a day, maybe every other day. I'm living this gorgeous, vibrant, healthy life, no longer suffering from a thyroid condition. And I get to literally create my own schedule, do what I love, surf twice a day, um, wake up early for sadhana at sunset. And, and sadhana is a kundalini yoga practice, a devotional practice. And I do that on the beach. And I feel so happy and so complete and so full of life. And you really embody it. For anyone who knows Fern or even looks at her on social media, it's you glow even via a virtual platform. And it attracts definitely all the right people. Thank you. Yes, it's been my my passion to showcase what I do in my life and how I live my life to inspire women and men all around the world to really show up for themselves and to not live a life of mediocrity, to live a life of boldness, to live a life of abundance, to live a life of sensuality and and bliss. It's possible. 
It is absolutely possible. It's so possible. And it's so nice to sit in that possibility. It's so nice to show you that and have you experienced that this week. And, you know, we were just swimming in the ocean yesterday, the two of us. And it's so cool. It was midday. It was around 3 o'clock. And I can imagine back in 2000, from 2008 to 2014, I worked in a cubicle. And at 3 o'clock, I was getting my afternoon coffee just to keep me through the last, like, six hours of the day or five hours of the day. Now it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to just go to the beach. Okay, why not? You know, right outside, just go step out, dip your toes in, swim. And it's I really, my, my goal in life and my passion is to inspire people to really give themselves permission to, to go for what they want because our life is precious. And clearly this transformation didn't happen overnight. What were some of the steps that helped you go from New York and then to LA and then to here? So I was working, like I said, I worked in finance. Before that, I studied biomedical engineering. So I was on this track to just be a worker, worker be. I have always been creative and knew that I wanted to be a healer. I didn't know that word, what that word meant, but I knew I wanted to help people. And it wasn't until I started a yoga practice as a way to stretch in between running races in New York City um, that I fell in love with this practice of mindfulness. And I started to understand how the choices in my life, the relationships, how I was spending my time, my environment, how that was affecting my health. And at the time, I was very, very sick with a thyroid condition where I couldn't get out of bed. I literally would like roll out of my bed in New York City, call a cab, and cab 20 minutes from the Upper East Side to Brooklyn Heights for like $40 each way every day. And it was it was not the life I wanted to live. And it wasn't until I, a yoga teacher told me, she said, you have this thing called the Saturn return. And every there's a cycle, every uh, significant amount of years between 27, 28 years old, Saturn goes into retrograde in your chart. And Saturn will either be in your favor and you'll be manifesting everything, you'll be in your power, or anything that is out of alignment, Saturn will knock to the ground. And you can either be proactive and cut those things from your life before, you know, you have that terrible breakup or um, you get fired from your job that's not in alignment or somebody in your life passes away and it wrecks everything and then there's depression and there's, you know, you can be proactive and get in the flow of your life and get into a spiritually conscious place where you're being the, the creator of your movie. Um, and that's what she inspired me to do. So this teacher, her name's Donna Lynn, and she's an amazing author and teacher in New York City. She inspired me to make choices and support to leave that job in finance before I got fired. They loved me there. They would have never fired me, but ultimately at some point it would have caught up that I wasn't living in integrity with my purpose. I left a six-year relationship where I wasn't feeling heard or I wasn't expressing my desires or needs. It was a very codependent relationship and also toxic. And when I left that, left the job, soon after that, I also moved to L.A., and I, I became feminine again because in New York, it's a very masculine city. There's a grid system. We're always on concrete. Our feet are never touching the earth. I lost this essence of me that is feminine and sensual. I didn't know what that meant. I wouldn't buy sexy lingerie. I was in black suits all day, every day. Um, I lost my, my moon cycle as well. And I was just feeling like at this despair. I didn't know who I was. So when I moved to L.A., things started to change. I started to fall in love with my life. I loved my life. 
and my health started getting better. I no longer needed to rely on thyroid medication. I was outside hiking. I was running on the beach. I was enjoying friendships and connections with like-minded wellness people. And that was a really pivotal part in my journey. And then moving to Costa Rica was the icing on the cake. I didn't even know about Costa Rica. I didn't know it was a mecca for yoga and surfing. And I didn't know that it's a place where entrepreneurs live a beautiful life um, of freedom. I didn't know that this type of lifestyle was possible. I did a house swap from LA to Costa Rica. And it was the universe basically giving me this little push to explore a new place. I fell in love with it. And the long story short of that is that I decided to just sell everything in LA. So I just was looking on when we were finding the bio photos for this episode, I was looking through my old photos and I found a picture of my little mini Cooper convertible in LA. And I was like, Oh, she's so cute. I just remember her. How cute. And I love this car so much. And that was the hardest thing to let go of was a physical thing. It wasn't my community. It wasn't It was the physical, I was like, I'm going to miss this sweet little car driving on the PCH in this convertible. And then I realized I was like, but that's not me anymore. The me that is true is the me that walks barefoot on the beach in a bikini every morning, feeling so liberated with my hair wild and free, never having to use a straightener or makeup or high heels. Like this is, this is the me. And so it took steps to understand and uncover and deprogram and unravel all the stories that I thought were my truth or was the American dream or things I thought I needed in order to be happy. And now I realize the simple things make me happy, like being outside in the sunshine, hearing monkeys howl in the morning. It really is. I mean, this place is an absolute paradise. You embody the, the essence of Nosada. And it's a wonderful community. I mean, the food, just Mm. the food alone, like such an incentive to be here and the beach and the weather. It is. It's so healing. Even in the past couple of days, thankfully, my insomnia has Mm. gotten so much better. And I do think Mm. being in the nature, breathing more deeply, breathing fresh air, I mean, it changes everything. Your posture changes. And I'll add Fern's Nosada Wellness Guide into the footnotes so you can all check it out. It's really absolutely incredible. And I'll be bringing participants here. So I came to Nosada to um, launch a certificate in mindfulness and well-being coaching. And if you are interested in coming to Costa Rica, some of the training is online. Some of the training is in Nosada. Very excited to launch this and definitely will bring in Fern to offer her healing powers. So exciting. I knew we knew we'd get to experience some yesterday. Yes, which was the best day ever. All day. All day yesterday. I was like, this is the best day ever. This is the best day ever. (laughs) Tell us more about Kundalini Yoga and how you got immersed in those practices. So Kundalini Yoga came to me again, synchronicity, and at a divine time when I needed the practice most. So I originally studied Jiva Mukti style yoga in New York City. It's a vinyasa ashtanga lineage, and I loved it. It helped me find balance in my life, strength, flexibility, and a spiritual practice with the chanting and meditation, and I really loved it. And then I started Bhakti Yoga in California at the Bhakti Yoga Shala. I started practicing Katona Yoga in New York when I was there as well, which is a blend of Chinese medicine and Taoism and sacred geometry to map the body and to understand the organ function in each pose. And that became a practice that transformed my life 
there was pranayama involved, which is breath work. And I started to love the breath work. And, and I'm a science geek. I studied biomedical engineering in college. So medicine and the body is really intriguing, especially when you combine that with yoga. So then I created thyroid yoga, which blended together these lineages. And then kundalini yoga, which found me when I was in New York as well at Golden Bridge. I found this practice because I, I just felt really called to get deeper spiritually with the chanting and the breath work. And then this lineage is so, so, so powerful. It's a, a combination of breath work, chanting, asana, which are yoga poses and kriyas, which are sequences. And it really works fast. And what I realized was it was giving me this newfound confidence in my voice and self-expression and it became the catalyst for thyroid yoga to really take off because these practices were practices that women, oh, it just, it makes my heart so happy to see how women have been able to heal their bodies and become their own intuitive medicine women. And also men that I've worked with become medicine men because these practices work fast and they're so, um, they're so articulately designed with, with, um, attention to the meridian system and to the organ system. And so that practice really lit up my life. And then when I moved to LA, I, I studied with Guru Jagat at Rama Institute and kept studying at Golden Bridge in LA. And then now I'm studying with Gurmukh. She's a legend teacher. She studied with Yogi Bhajan um, back in New Mexico when he was alive. And it's this practice has created amazing community in my life. And now I teach it here in Nosada, Costa Rica, and then all over the world as well. I taught it in Australia. I taught thyroid yoga teacher trainings in Australia. In um, I lead them in Costa Rica. I lead private trainings online and then in my house. And it's been amazing. I've trained over 100 teachers, and now it's even taught at a university in Florida. So it's so cool to see that this practice I created, all inspired by the different lineages that have changed my life, especially with the influence of kundalini yoga, how that can be applied specifically for thyroid healing. Fabulous. And it's so needed. All these great things that are coming into the world, it truly lies in integration, like integrating the East and the West. I mean, that's definitely like clinical psychology and spiritual practice and engineering and thyroid yoga. I mean, it's we have to bring it all together to help ourselves heal. Yes, and allopathic medicine, the traditional Western medicine, a lot of people are like, I just want to get off my medication and I just want to, you know, never touch Western medicine again. And what we have to realize is that our bodies sometimes need a little kickstart to come into homeostasis and we don't want to shock the body. These practices, the ancient practices, the Eastern practices, things like acupuncture, um, there's so many practices that really, really, really work. And sometimes we just need to encourage our body a little bit with the Western medicine and give ourselves compassion if we do need to be on medication for a little bit and and really honor the body and listen. And the, that's why I love Reiki so much and self-Reiki, giving yourself the energy healing because our bodies, they know so much. We just need to listen. Can you explain what Reiki is? Oh, yes, absolutely. So you experienced some yesterday too, yes. so I'm excited to hear about your experience. And um, Reiki is an ancient... Eastern practice using light, using energy, Reiki, it's the energy, it's the chi, um, moving that through the body and uncovering any blockages and stagnation. And I serve as a channel for that light 
And I'm also intuitive, clairvoyant, and clairsentient. So when I give my sessions, I also receive downloads, which are downloads are basically like I hear words, I see energy, I can see tears in the aura. Um, I can see where the energy is stuck and I can also see past trauma in the body. I just hear it. Clairaudient means I just hear it sometimes. Like someone will, not someone, but a voice will say in my head, like left shoulder. And immediately I'll put my hand on your left shoulder and all of a sudden your left leg twitches and energy shoots down your leg. Like something was, it was like a kink in the hose and then all of a sudden the hose is open and the energy goes through. So I just, I hear and I see and it's hard to explain why and, you know, I just get the information. Some some people just get that. And what's really fun is I offer these sessions distant on the phone. So I could work with someone in, she might be in New York City, and I have her sit down and meditate or lay down and I give her the session virtually at the same time. And I send the same energy through her body. And after the session, we'll talk. And I've had women say, oh my gosh, I felt this pumping in my heart, like something was just opening, opening, and then this light just shined out and I felt warm all over. And during the session, I was focusing on her heart for the entire time. And it's it's really fascinating how energy is universal. We are of this one consciousness. What did you feel in the session, for example? It was a deep dive into exactly what I needed right now, which truly was uh, like an inner soul level relaxation, mm. like a vacation. It was a vacation for my body. Mm. And that's really what this trip was. A little bit of work, a little bit of play, a little bit of like getting over seasonal stuff, which everyone, at least all my clients on the East Coast and especially in the Midwest in Chicago, we are just so depleted of environment and sunshine mm. and fresh air and and high vibrant foods. So that's, I was very hyper aware of that. I knew I wanted to come to Costa Rica. I knew I had to come here for work anyway. Mm. So it was, it was a marriage of both. And then that was the time where I let myself go on vacation in, in Fern World. <laughs> and I mean, absolutely what you said. It's so interesting because now I'm remembering last night. So yesterday was really, I would call this like, I talked to one of my clients this morning. She's like, what are you doing in Nosada? I'm like, I'm doing a little bit of work in like my own personal yoga retreat. So yesterday I had a two hour session with Fern and then we went to a restorative yoga class and then I went to Fern's Kundalini yoga class. And then we went to this like feminine, like incredible, like Asian fusion dinner where we were just like adored and taken care of. And it was, and when I went to bed, I realized my, my body did go through like a, like a shock or like a shake, like as if it shook out something that wasn't there. Wow. Like, you know, when you're, when your leg falls asleep and you kind of have to like shake it to get it away, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like a cousin of that feeling. Wow. So it really felt like I got rid of something. I've been suffering from really wild insomnia and it, it shifted. Like I've been sleeping amazing. And I think that's something that's super healing being here right now on an informal yoga retreat. Wow. It's like, it is what I say about living here is that it's yoga retreat every day. It's a retreat every day. Pura Vida. Pura Vida. And it's like, it was so nice. I mean, we show up at this restaurant. We're one of the only two people there and the owners, they saw us as goddesses and it was so beautiful to be, you know, New York city and other cities I've lived in. The eating is so fast. You know, here we're like waiting for an hour for our food and we're so not used to sitting and waiting, but then we're pampered, you know, and we're really, 
it, it gives you this art here of slowing down. You really start to learn that there's there's a reason why we're not rushed when we're eating. And there's a reason why you don't see people sitting on their cell phones and there's no co-work spaces. And, you know, there's a reason why, you know, there's such a vibrant community here because everyone's so full of life. And it's not like we don't work. We just, it's, it's more play. The flow of our life is that we love what we do and we're able to sustain ourselves and find abundance. We're not doing it in this hustling way. It's very feminine here. It is very feminine here. And especially it feels like Kundalini is everywhere mm -hmm. and that energy and that vibration. What are some of the practices in Kundalini yoga that really help you stay mm -hmm. calm, centered, and present? I'll give you three. So the first one is chanting. I love chanting. I have this instrument called the Shruti box, which we've been playing together. And the Shruti box is from India. And for me, chanting with that, it's, it's the Shruti box is kind of like a harmonium where you, if you've seen a harmonium, it's got, it's got a keyboard and then it's got kind of like accordion thing where you pulse it and it makes a beautiful sound. And the Shruti box will make one note at a time, so there's no keyboard. And it's, it's a beautiful drone sound, and you can sing with it. So I sing a simple mantra, um, you know, something like, And I, I can chant more, but I'll, I'll chant that with the box over and over again, and that calms my heart. It also opens and expands my energy. I feel like I can really project my voice. I used to hate chanting back when I was little and singing. Well, I started loving singing when I was a little girl. I, I pretended I was a mix artist and I would have a loop station with three cassette players. So I would record myself on one, record myself in another, and then mix those together and record myself in a third. This is when I had tape recorders, you know, and it was just like tape, cassette tapes. Uh, this is dating me a little bit from the 80s. And, um, and so I loved singing Disney songs when I was little. And then something happened in chorus in my elementary school where I was told I didn't have a good voice and I was put into the back row and, you know, I was really embarrassed. And then I was in a relationship, um, in New York where the man I was with said, you have a terrible voice. Don't sing ever. Don't sing. Um, and if we were in the car and he, we were, and I was singing, he would turn the music up louder and, and louder and louder and louder until he couldn't hear me. So I thought that I had a really, really bad voice. And it wasn't until Kundalini Yoga that I started chanting and then people around me would always say in class, wow, I was so happy you were sitting next to me because your voice was so beautiful and it inspired me to sing. And I realized as a teacher that many people are afraid to open their mouth and chant. So that practice has been really healing for me, for my thyroid and then self-expression. And then combining that with breath work, that's the second thing. Breath work has helped me to actually breathe. I realized in New York and in LA, I'd be stuck in traffic or I'd be in line somewhere or working on my laptop and I wasn't breathing. So breath work helps me to really, uh, to really invite air in and be more receptive and allow more abundance in and then to exhale and really release anything I was holding on to. And, and that's a very tantric part, practice to do with a partner too, is to really encourage each other to breathe. And the third is the asana, the movement. I love the way the practice really feels in my body. It's different than vinyasa, which I love as well. It's different because it just, it works the meridians and it opens you up faster. It really, it, it creates more space in your body. 
and love it. I love all practices of yoga. I still go to vinyasa classes. I love restorative yoga. There's just something about kundalini that incorporates everything. We still do sun salutations. We still lay on our back and we do deep, long, deep breathing and we do restorative poses. It combines everything. And then there's the element of the breath and the chanting that just brings you home to your heart. Beautiful. Mm. Wow. Yes, definitely. Kundalini yoga has saved me so many times and mm. I love these practices and even listening to you and and our conversation, it is, it feels like a meditation, mm. like in this space right now. How did you get out of that relationship and oh, transition? Yeah. And that's so hard to leave. It was six years. I can't even remember it in my body now. Like it feels like it was so long ago. I left in 2014 and now it's 2019. So it feels like so long ago, but it was a long relationship. And to help women out there to understand how to leave something that's so comfortable now I see I'd rather be alone than with somebody that doesn't see me, you know, like that doesn't really truly understand who I am or that I feel like I can be myself. I couldn't be myself. You know, I was transitioning to a gluten-free vegan uh, diet with my health condition and with everything. I was really struggling and I felt like a burden. I didn't feel like I could... I didn't feel understood. And part of that was, it's equally my, my issue that I wasn't able to say, hey, I don't appreciate being ridiculed about this. I don't appreciate, you know, the feeling like a burden. Um, so I left it because ultimately my, one of my other teachers said, this isn't, I've had enough of this. You know, I'm, I'm having enough of you not showing up for you. You're a big light in this world. So when a big teacher was a big voice was able to see me how I truly am, I was like, wow, I don't see myself like this. And maybe it's time that I stop the bullshit and really step up. And that's when I, I got the courage and my life turned around when I did that. So it's hard to see in that moment, but my advice to anyone who's suffering in a relationship or a work situation is to find a mentor who can really hold you accountable for your best self. And I mentor women now. I have a couple mentorship clients that I speak to every month and I really help them to be their best selves and then to go for it in their career too, because sometimes it's so hard to really let yourself shine, whether it's a financial reason or whether it's um, that you have to support your family or, you know, there's, there's always an excuse and a reason that we, we play small for but it's time to really shine because if you don't do it, no one can do it for you. You have to set yourself free. You have to take the vacation and travel to a place that your heart feels called to. I mean, I'm going to Portugal this summer just because my surfboard says made in Portugal. And I saw that on my surfboard and I was like, I think I'm going to go to Portugal this year. And then the opportunity just came up at this retreat that I was on last week. Their next retreat is in Portugal. And I said, I'm going to teach there. So I talked to the founder and I said, I would love to teach in Portugal this summer. And he's like, I'd love to have you. So it's those things that you just have to go for. And if you see a name of a country or, you know, something that you want to do, don't put yourself down and play small and say, that's crazy. See what happens. What's the worst that can happen if you ask to go somewhere or do something and you don't get the yes that you want? Put it on the table and try again. You know, just go for it because 
you never know what amazing things could happen. I, I mean, I wouldn't have been here in Costa Rica if I actually said no to that house swap, which I did at first. My housemate at the time asked me, he's like, do you want to go to Costa Rica on this house swap? And I said, no, I can't because I have all these Reiki clients in LA and I have a busy schedule and I can't go. And then two days later, I was super stressed. I was driving on the 405, which is this big highway in LA. And I was eating my delicious organic food in the driver's seat in traffic. I wasn't even looking at the beautiful colors. I was just shoving food in, into my face with chopsticks but still it was like mm-hmm. just like shoveling food in and it was in that moment where I was like I'm gonna take this house swap and so I wrote him back he was in India at the time and I wrote him back on Facebook and I said I'll do the house swap and he's like well actually I'm gonna go to Burning Man um but if you want to do the swap you can go for it and do it yourself and in that moment I said wow I'm going to travel to Costa Rica by myself And it was the best month of my life because instead of playing with everyone else, I got to play with my inner child. And in that moment, I showed up for myself. And that's what we have to do. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to show up. Your greatest work is to show up. And I think the sentiments you're saying are so important. When you look at our modern day and we talk about who are you seeing regularly? Like who are your mentors? Sometimes it is your yoga teacher. Sometimes it is your therapist. Sometimes it is the guy that makes your coffee first thing in the morning, like who are the people in your life that you're talking to about what you deeply want to show up for. And I urge you, if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, I haven't showed up for a while, definitely reach out. I mean, these are the conversations you must have and and you have, you need support along the way. And it's really healthy and healing to be able to witness yourself through somebody else's eyes and have that mirror. I love that. That's so true. It's like sometimes it doesn't matter who that mentor is. It's just the fact that you have a consistent relationship with someone. The consistency is the key, which is why I see my clients every two weeks. We do it virtually. And that consistency really keeps you accountable for yourself and always has you up leveling. And so you're not going to succumb to the excuses of, oh, well, my job is so secure or this relationship gives me the opportunities of travel because he pays for it or something, you know, like there's just so many, there's just so many excuses that I hear. And what I love about being a mentor is that I get to do what my teachers did for me when I needed it most. And I get to see women shine. And it's so cool to just witness that. I say more than a mentor, I'm a witness. I'm a witness and it happens so fast when you have someone who can just hold space for you to be you. And that's Mm. such a healthy space to be in. Be exactly as you are. Come as you are. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's so important. You're still, you're still discovering who you are. I mean, we know scientifically your personality forms in your twenties, your late twenties, like you're just becoming who you are right now and you get to still decide you can rewrite your story. You can be an old dog with new tricks. Mm-hmm. We definitely know that with some of the incredible people who come in and out of our lives. Absolutely. We, we can always change. We never, that's the fun thing too about being an entrepreneur that I've learned is that there's no failure. I know that's so cliche, but we can create new things all the time. I can't tell you how many of my businesses weren't fulfilling and I was doing things and writing sales copy and doing all the funnels because I thought that that was the way to make money and they didn't work. And I was like, why is this not working? And it was because it wasn't from my heart. And the moment that I started to change the way I was operating my business, 
that's the moment that women like you would start to come to my house and stay. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm manifesting the most incredible people to come spend time with me. And it's because I'm a mirror reflection of that. And the intention and the stories that I write on my Instagram and the posts are coming from a place of love. And it's not because I have to post, not because I have to write a newsletter. It's because I want to share something that I deeply care about. And it's attracting people in my life and in my business that I'm like, this feels like fun. This is play. And I no longer feel like I have to do this like struggle of just, you know, I don't have to drive on the 405 in LA ever. I get to take women out to beautiful dinners and, and go to yoga classes all day and do the things I love to do. And it's so enlightening to see that that's how lives are getting changed. And it all came from Instagram. That's what's so cool. And it definitely like in my certificate program, we'll touch on sales funnels. We'll touch on sales copy and positive psychology and emotional intelligence. But to have this free mm. app on your phone yeah. where you speak absolutely authentically about what's happening in your life and you attract all your clients. I mean, up until this point, I built my whole, my whole business on organic Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the funnels and there's nothing wrong. Those those things are great. It's all about the intention behind of it. Of course. And it's like, are you talking to for example, when I did a when I did a click funnels video, when I was creating the video, I wasn't talking to when I I don't even know where that video is. I definitely don't have it online because it's embarrassing, but you know, I definitely wasn't talking to the women that would potentially um you know that I truly resonated with. I was creating something that I thought I needed to replicate um, the way that other people were doing things. It wasn't truly me. And I realized a lot of my life I was living someone else's dream, someone else's business. What my advisors and consultants thought was the right way to do things rather than what my heart wanted to do and what I really truly wanted to create. And the thing is, sometimes we don't know. So we do need the advisors and the consultants and people to help. But at the end of the day, if you don't really know what you want to do, take time, go in nature, go journal, create the space because if you create the space, those opportunities will come into your life and then writing the copy won't be hard because it comes from this deep place of inner knowing, inner fulfillment, deep introspection, journaling. For me, some of my greatest posts come right out of my journal on Instagram. I just literally write it down on a piece of paper and then I translate it into a story and that to me makes all of this fun because it's so authentic. And then I, I can, I can read and decipher whose posts are coming from a place of really deep inner fulfillment and deep inner satisfaction. And then those who just write something that's based on what they think is trendy at that moment. And for me, writing what's trendy in my heart and what I love talking about is what attracts the most amazing people, relationships, everything, experiences to me and if you're listening with maybe that really sings true to you, I inspire you to journal today, post something that really inspires you from this podcast, even um, share it with us. You know, I love to connect. That's one of my favorite things about that platform is that I, I've been creating the most beautiful friendships and relationships all over the world. When I went to Australia, I met girls there that I had met on Instagram and we had the best time and created the sisterhood. And I always just, and you know, I'm walking the other day, I was walking down the street here in Osada, or it's actually a dirt road. Um, I was just walking down the dirt road and I was wearing, I have this signature palm tree bathing suit, one piece 
one of my favorite eco-sustainable brands made in Costa Rica, of course. And um, I'm just wearing the signature suit, suit that I have so many photos on Instagram. And I had my long lioness blonde red hair down. And this woman runs over to me on the beach and she's like, oh, you're Fern, you're Fern Olivia. And she knows me from, in, she, she's traveling here, but it's hilarious because people can spot me from what I write on Instagram. She's like, I love this she told me about the post that I'd written that really resonated with her. And it just warms my heart so much that, you know, I've created a brand and a recognizable brand based on what my life and how my challenges have helped me and inspired me and how that can help people. I'm just like, thank you, universe, for the health challenges. Thank you for the relationship challenge. Thank you for all of the lessons. Because without that, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I would have nothing to say, <laughs> you know? And if you're listening, definitely take time. Ask yourself, what is trendy in your heart? What mm. does your heart most desire right now? Mm. Leave a comment. Let us know. We definitely want to support you in connecting more deeply to this very special space within. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to share. If you write me a, uh, a message on Instagram or email, if there's something you're going through that you have a challenge with or, you know, I, I love to send women mantra, kundalini mantra, which are sacred songs and meditations. I send them all the time. So if there's something that you're going through, whether it's relationship or something in your business is working or it's abundance or it's finding some sort of creative spark in your life, I've got mantras for everything. And it's really a joy to share those and empower people. So, yeah, you know. Thank you, Fern. And if you had all the ears of the women in mm. the world, what would you say to these wise women? Mm. Okay. I would say ask yourself, instead of being trying to be more perfect, ask yourself, how can I be more free? Beautiful. Mm. Fern, thank you so much. Please... Please reach out should you need anything. Comment below with rituals that help you stay calm, centered, and present. Let us know what's on your heart. As always with podcasts, we need high ratings, subscribers, and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting again next week. Thank you so much.